imagine you're chasing something your entire life that you think is outside of yourself and you wake up one day and realize you simply had it within. It wasn't in money, marriage, accomplishments, or having babies. The fulfillment is reserved for those that are dangerous enough to find home within themselves. That is my goal here for you. I want you to redefine what rich looks like for you. I'm Jessica Hurley. Welcome to Rich in Real Life. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Rich in Real Life. I am your host, Jessica Hurley. And y'all, I can't believe this. We've been doing this for five years. Five years. And if you're a longtime listener, it hasn't always been rich in real life. We started out as the Stranded Phase podcast because I wanted to talk about what it was like when you're crying on the floor. What is it like when you build a business and it doesn't work? What is it like when you can't pay your staff? What is it like when you're winning and all of a sudden you're not because life and circumstances and things happen? And that became a lot of my identity until a couple years ago when I realized my life was evolving, a new iteration of me was born, and it was time to do something else that aligned more with my life, and that was Rich in Real Life. So here we are, the next season of Rich in Real Life, and I want to talk about something that was a special request from you guys. And I'm going to sound so cocky when I say this, but I've been asked in several different ways, like, what are you learning from all of these incredible people that you're working with? It's almost as if everyone is like, what have you learned now that you've arrived? I want to make sure I say this clearly. I never had a clear vision, nor did I understand what it would look like when I did, because the reality is I don't think I ever thought I would. And it's funny because once you get there, you almost don't know that you're where you prayed for because you're constantly thinking about what is next, aka welcome to entrepreneurship. But I will be honest, I'm kind of where I prayed for these days. And there's so much more. Like, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. I remember a mentor telling me one time, like, you don't really get to the place where you really feel like you're playing the game and doing the thing. And this is your long-term life forever until you hit like the eight to 10 year mark. And I was like, what? But here I am, year four of entrepreneurship going into year five. And, and I got to be honest about a couple things. While this is truly the hardest shit I have ever done, I'm definitely where I prayed for. Places that I never thought I would be, in rooms that I thought I would never be in. And so the questions I get asked about from you guys a lot in different ways is like, what have you learned? What are you learning from all these people? And let me be clear about what that looks like. I started a media company to create podcasts, to tell stories of underrepresented individuals, which is now Epic Media, by the way, shout out to Epic Media, and somehow cohorse my way into working with, I swear to God, y'all, I get paid to learn, with some of the most incredible people I have ever met in my life, people that are make, making multi-millions in their business, but serving, serving intentionally with a purpose in a way that I've never seen. And so I not only do I get to help them amplify their voices, connect them with the conscious listeners that are looking for content like theirs. But I'm learning at like a hyper speed because of the people that I get to work with, because they are all at a level that is insane, a place that I never thought I would be. And to now be realizing that I'm not 
beneath them. I'm not the doer. I'm their equal. I get to play in these networks. I get to make these connections. Your favorite influencer is not going to tell you this. Your favorite guru is not going to tell you this, but I am because I have to be real. Like I have always told you guys, God's vision for me has always been bigger than anything that I can ever conceptualize. And so I never saw myself in these rooms. These were people that I idolized. And I joke all the time and now I say my idols are my rivals, but they're not really my rivals. They're my network. They're the people that I collaborate with. They're the people that I'm connected with. The people that I talk to every day. They're the people that I get to tug on and pull from and get fed by because I do good work. We're going to get into why you need to do good work in a minute. So of course, y'all know me. I'm not just going to sit here and talk. I came up with a list of things that I have learned from arriving. And I know that sounds sarcastic. Like, I have not arrived. Your girl has so much more work to do. Like, I legitimately keep creating new versions of my goal that I'm like, oh, this thing that I thought was the massive goal was 5% of the, the big thing that God wants me to turn around and see the football field. And I was playing on the, on the sideline. So it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and more massive. And these things that I'm achieving become very small things in like the chessboard of life. But when I say I've arrived, I am now at a place where I never thought I would be, ever. And I get to work, like I said, with the most profound individuals. And so what I wanna share with you is a couple of the ways and things that I see in every single one of them, maybe in a different way here or there, that I've had to integrate into my life to be a better entrepreneur, a better CEO, a more sane individual when it comes to managing more and just like growing insurmountably what I feel like is always on 3x speed because you know you can play these podcasts on 3x speed. I feel like my growth is always, I went from every year I could give my year a theme and be like, oh, this year is all about balance and this year is all about harmony. I feel like my growth now is every three to six months. I look, I look back at stuff I did six months ago and I'm like, shit, I would never do that now. It's completely different. I make better decisions. I make different decisions. I talk to different people now. Like my growth gets faster and faster and faster. And so I have noticed a stream of the same concepts, same thought process, same ability to lead that I'm just going to lend to you from the places and the spaces that I've been in. And let me be clear about something. We'll start with this. And here's something I want to like give to you. One of the biggest things I had to realize was that I had arrived, AKA I'm not the dishwasher anymore. And if you have ever been raised in any position, we are not, we are not fighting for who is the biggest victim here, but if you have ever been raised in any position where you lacked resources, hell, you grew up with a blue collar family, like you have parents that are workaholics that believe that their worth was valued in the work that they do, then by nature, you are obliged to believe that you have to work twice as hard to get half of what everyone else gets, period. And I had to realize in working with the ind these individuals and these game changers and change makers that Every time I entered a room with them, it was me that was putting myself in the seat of beneath, below, bottom of the floor, foundation level, because 
I was looking at them like they're coming to me to do something that they, instead of having a team do, they want me to do. And while they trust my expertise, I'm still not there yet. I'm still beneath them. I'm still lower than them. And realizing nobody was forcing that upon me but me. There was something in my soul, spirit, upbringing that made me believe that I had not done enough work. I had not worked hard enough. I had not worked twice as hard as they had to deserve what they have. So therefore I'm not on their level, not realizing that that was all a decision within me because I had conversations on end with the people that I worked with that further validated, I see you next to me. I see your level of expertise. I see you. In fact, I'll, ex- I'll even go this far to tell you that I can't think of anyone else that needs to tell me that they see me. I don't need y'all to do it. I don't need any of my clients to do it. I don't need a, for- a n- former, current, next partner to do it. Like, I don't need any more strangers to validate what I'm capable of, what I'm good at, my God-given talent, or anything else. I don't need another single person to validate who I am or what I'm capable of. I have proof in everything that I have done as well as I'm very certain in knowing who I am now. But I had to decide I wasn't the dishwasher anymore. I'm not the dishwasher anymore. You're not the dishwasher anymore. Come from behind the back and acknowledge you can stand in the front and you don't need anyone else to invite you. Once you can prove and know that you do good work, like I promise that's the only thing. It's like, do you do good work? Do you do good by people? Good. You can come to the front then. And that was like one of the biggest things that I had to really like set my feet in is that you get to stand in these rooms and you're not the doer. You're not the janitor. You're not the dishwasher. You're part of this network. You get to stand in here as an expert, a trusted advisor, an individual, consultant. You're not the dishwasher anymore. So a little switch in perspective. So that's one. Two, y'all know if you've ever listened to my show, when I start to number things, I fuck up the numbers every time. So we're going to be as mindful as possible here. Two, you never arrive. Something that I've learned from each one of the incredible change makers I work with is that you have never arrived. And that's not not a statement to be humble by or something to hold yourself accountable with. It's just simply that you are ever evolving, you are ever changing, and you are growing at a rapid rate, unlike most, which means you will achieve something. You will need to give your time to, your, yourself time to celebrate, and then you will move on to the next thing. Or you will achieve something and realize that you thought that was the big thing, and it only led you to another big thing. And you're like, okay. There's more. And the coolest part about you've never arrived is it doesn't become a damning statement. It becomes something to be excited about because it's like, now you realize you're just plugging along at a journey. And you're like, there's more. And it becomes exciting. There's more. And I can take breaks. I can pull off on the side of the road. I can stop for a little bit, park the car, get out, take a look around, soak it in, take a deep breath. This is beautiful. This is great. Look at how far I've come. Look at all the people I get to put in the car with me. Look at, I've upgraded the car. Like I get to decide when I stop and admire the journey. And then I get back in and decide if I'm going to keep going. 
And there's nothing damning about that. Because I've learned with each one of the, the profound individuals I work with is like, you've never arrived because it's not a destination. It's a journey. And I know you hear that all the time on the internet and it's this corny statement, but it's so effing true. You're like, there's always more. And that is the most beautiful part about it, which even makes it better for your journey because there's no such thing as failure. You're just driving. You may have taken a wrong turn. It doesn't matter. It all gets you back to the same place. So that's number two. You never arrive. Number three. And this is my, this is probably what changed my business. This switch, this small switch in perspective, every single transformative person that I have met, been able to work into my relationships, been connected with, there's always, when I say always, there is always a solution to your problems. It is just a matter of a gap in information. So the question you have to always ask yourself is how much am I willing to pay to solve this or how much time am I willing to spend and invest or sacrifice fixing this? That's it. Those are your options. A problem means you have a gap in information. So how quickly can you close that gap? Is it hiring someone? Is it contacting your network? Is it spending a setting aside time, time blocking, managing your time better to be able to figure out and discover what that solution might look like. But the reality is there's never a bump in the road ever for the folks that I have encountered and worked with that is like, wow, damn, it's over. That's it. It's been a good ride. Like, no, a problem is an invitation to close a gap in information. And nine times out of 10, the answer is within you. You're going to find out what the solution is, and it's probably going to take you to something even bigger and better. So it is simply just an invitation. So number three is that there is always, and I literally mean always, underline it, put a little exclamation point, there's always a solution to your problems. And because of that, that brings me to number four, you learn to maximize that I don't give a fuck muscle, but you're often scared. You still have doubt but you just learn to flex this muscle. Like, okay, everybody's doing it. Great. I don't really care. How do I close the gap in information to be better, to do it differently, to see it in a way or monetize it in a way or do something or show up or impact others in a way that everyone else is not. Okay. There's a problem. Great. Like, the ups and downs, again, just invitations for you to max out the muscle, the I don't give a fuck muscle, the first class award in failure. Great. Learn, move on, pick it up. Let's go. Next. Like, I know I sound really cold when I say this, but it's something that I have seen in every person that I've gotten to work with. It's like, yeah, I lost a couple hundred thousand a day. I lost a massive contract. I did this thing and I invested a ton of money and it did not work. Back to the drawing board. At least now I know black and white, that thing doesn't work. On to the next. Your, your switch in perspective of maxing out this muscle, that there really isn't much that can transpire in your journey that will keep you stuck forever or make you want to quit. Now granted, I've had some days 
but they are simply days. I've had some days where I want to throw it all away. I've had some days where I'm like, this is not going well repeatedly. Am I the problem? Which takes me to my next number five. Your business can only grow to the extent that you can. I want y'all to really hear me when I say this. Your business can only grow to the extent that you can. And I don't care how busy you are. I have said this on a million podcasts, but let me please reiterate and say this again to you. And I am a product of this, so I know this personally. Your chaos, your trauma, the things that you are choosing to run cyclical patterns in, lessons that go unlearned, will meet you over and over and over again as an entrepreneur. They will chase you. They will knock, you will open the door, and chaos will enter. You have to personally develop, heal, and prioritize self-development while you build your business. It is imperative. The people that I work with pay the same amount, if not more, for therapy and personal development and relationship coaches and mentors as they do for high-performance coaches, the the companies that they outsource some of their things to, whether it be finances, social media marketing, they spend the same amount, if not more, on the things that keep them well, whether that be fitness, therapy, all of the things, they spend the same amount of money, if not more, because those things will bleed into your business and the way you show up. Let me give you a very, very clear example. I learned a very finite lesson when I was like in my like 17, 18, 19. It was very clear to me. Like I heard it clear as day. I heard God say to me like, I don't think you're getting this. You can watch everyone else do it, but you cannot live one way by day and another by night and expect results. I'm not going to let you compromise your integrity and give you what you want. I have a purpose for you. I've shown you the path at a very young age. But if you keep doing these things at night, going out, over overindulging, like drinking, like all these things that deviate you and distract you from the path that I've put you on, then you're right. You're not going to have what I have given you. You are only going to prolong the process. So you cannot live one way by, by day and another by night and expect results. And that lesson has been on repeat in my life. And I thought I learned it. And guess where I found myself in my business at 34, 33? A lesson that I thought was specific to my situation. But when I realized they were the same things, it was just one in my personal and one in my professional, was everything that you did to get you here becomes a liability at scale. AKA the hustle, the survival mode, the bullshit drive that you had to have to get you to where you were for your first six figures will not, honey, get you over half a million. It will not. You will have to become a different person, a version of yourself multiple times, and you will have to let those versions of you die because doing the same things you did to get you there will drag you down, bury you, and drown you here. And that's when I realized the lesson was on repeat. So if I don't do the work, the lesson is on repeat because a lesson is, is that if you don't let go 
of the versions of yourself that you were, if you don't let those versions die, if you don't grieve her, if you don't allow yourself to shed and unbecome and relearn these spaces that you're supposed to be in, you will just be on a cyclical cycle in both your personal life and your business. Number six, this is my favorite. And I don't know how else to paint this for y'all in a way that it makes sense, but it's going to be as simple as I'm about to say it. I've had people ask me like, how are you getting in these rooms? And how are you, you know, working with these folks? And baby, let me tell you something. Do good work. Do good work. Do good work. I'm going to be honest and tell you, I haven't had to stretch myself or show up in weird places or do weird things to get in the rooms that I never thought I would be in. My name is being said in rooms I'm not in because I do good work, AKA I am committed to the work that I do, which is amplifying underrepresented voices, taking their message and blowing it up, making it visible, both visibly appealing and audibly like beautiful in a way that their audience can receive it and, and be trans transformed by it and <laughs> elevate their consciousness because of it. Like that is my mission. That is my obsession. I do this shit every day for people that come to me with these profound messages and the way in which they like show up and transform the world. And my job is to blow it up. And I care immensely about that because I fucking love it. And so I make sure that no matter what, every product, every deliverable, everything that we turn is good. It's damn good. So good that you're going to know when something comes out with my name on it, you don't have to see. We don't have to obsessively tag things. We don't have to say, oh, we did that. I don't need a whole bunch of credit because you're going to know. You're going to know when me and my team had my foot in something. Do good work. Because 99% of the times the, the ways in which I've gotten referred to people or connected with people is because we do good work. Do good work. Do good by people. It will pay off. I promise. There's this trend on the internet about the soft life and about creating flow and ease. And I will be the first to tell you that I have had to break and fix my systems in my business with experts over and over and over again, probably to the point where I'd like to cry. And while flow and ease and the soft life is super attractive and I want it just as bad as you do, it has to be earned. It is earned. Like, just like a relationship, just like a job, just like a partnership with access comes responsibility. And so just like access to flow and ease, that has to be maintained. It has to be earned. And what I have noticed about a lot of the incredible people that I get to work with is that they work very hard so that they can play and live well. See, I told you I was going to mess up the numbers. Uh, number eight. The word no will save your sanity. The word no will save your sanity. I have said this before years ago. I had an episode on the on that aired on the Strand of Phase that you can find somewhere down there that was all about the year of yes. And then in 2022, I came out with an episode that was like 22 things I'm gonna 22 things I'm gonna say no to in 2022. As my businesses evolve as I have made incredible connections, as I continue, continue to evolve the way that I do work, I want nothing but like effortless yeses and hell no's. 
Like if it is not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And so like, I want to effortlessly say yes to things I'm excited about and things that kind of got me like, mm, got that intuition stirring, red flag energy, it's a no. Like it's a no, that no will save you your sanity and your business. Because let me tell you from firsthand experience, it is very freaking easy to tank your business by saying yes to everything. You say yes to everything and all of a sudden you will find yourself doing a service or something that brings in what you think to be a ton of money when you realize you are burning out your staff, burning out yourself, crying on the floor and spending all the money you have because something that you thought brought you a money, a lot of money also costs you a ton of money to manage, run, team members, all the things. There are a ton of businesses out there talking about their, their revenue but they're not talking to you about their net. Let me be clear. Again, this is coming from firsthand experience, someone who has experienced immense burnout and said yes to everything and found myself having to reinvent and recreate and re-evolve my business multiple times because I created a mess. No will save you your sanity. One of the things that shook me to my core was when a client said to me, I see you're burned out. I hope this doesn't hurt your feelings, but I want, I want to help you get clear on something. You're burned out by something you created. And I was like, she's like, you had a magic wand and you went like this and you said, I'm going to create this thing that I want. And now it's got you crying on the floor and you hate it. So just to be clear, you created something you hate. And I was like, shit. But at the same time, it was wildly empowering because I was like, that also means I have the power to change it. I can change it. You can change it. No will save your sanity. Number nine, let me tell y'all something. The folks that I have been around are not worried about other people. They are too busy collaborating. If you are still comparing yourself, listen, comparison is inevitable. It lives in us. We can't help it. But if you are still comparing yourself to your competitors, if you are still comparing yourself to strangers on the internet, and that is keeping you from moving forward, you are stuck in, the, in a very wrong place because the people that I, have, I work with, the people that I admire and am inspired by, they are not in the slightest focused at all on what their competitors are doing, what the people that hell, might have copied them, be doing the same exact thing. They do not care because they know their magic is in, the magic is in them. They are the sauce, whatever they do. And collaboration works every time over competition. And I hate to say that corny ass statement over and over again, but I mean it. The people at a higher level are collaborating. They do not care. They do not feel like there's a limited amount of money they do not care. They do not feel like abundance is limited. They do not feel like because someone is doing the exact same thing that they do, that it could take away something from them. They are collaborating with folks. That is where the power is. They are not worried about their competitors. They are not worried about people biting at their feet. They are not worried about complainers because these are the things that will drag you down. This is said to me over and over and over and over by a client turned dear friend. And it's simple. You can have whatever you want. 
you can have whatever you want. You can have whatever you want. And I can't tell you guys how many times and how long it took me to understand this. And I will say, because we are untraining 34 years of life, I believe it. And then sometimes I feel myself seep right back into the crack of believing that I am limited in thousands of ways and I can't. But then I realize over and over again that it is absolutely abundantly true. I can have whatever I want. You can have whatever you want. And the moment that you are in doubt of that, do something that makes you feel free. Do something that makes you feel like you have decided that you can have whatever you want without having to work for it. And I don't mean you get to be lazy and have whatever you want. What I mean is, is oftentimes because of the circumstance that we are often created from, whether that be our upbringing or our trauma or whatever that thing is, our parents were blue collar workers. Like I mentioned early on, we have this damned belief that we can only have the things we want when we work twice as hard for them. So I'll buy the car I want when I do X, Y, and Z. I'll go on the vacation I want when I have X, Y, and Z. I'll build my business to this place when I have X, Y, and Z. These might sound like very big things, but coming from someone that has built several times, built the shit on the way down, jumped out of the plane and built the shit on the way down, nine times out of 10, it works. If it doesn't, I learn something very valuable and I go back to the drawing board and I recreate it and then I get it right the next time. You can have whatever you want. And this is going to sound really corny and very not humble of me, but the things that my, my clients and my friends have taught me about get the black car, get the driver, like fly first class, take the vacation because ease and luxury is afforded because you work so hard. So why are you working so hard to think that you will get to a certain place that all of a sudden you will be able to afford whatever you want when you can just decide that you can have whatever you want? Maybe not all the time, but if there's something you want bad enough, you will find a way to go get it. You can have whatever you want. Number 11, you cannot receive the things that you want and need, need uh, with a closed fist. And that came from a dear friend as well. I can't tell you how many times I have made the invaluable mistake of thinking because I don't know something, I am now at a complete stop. When I do good work, so because I do good work, I have an insanely powerful network. My network capital is insane. And the people that I get to network with the feeling that we feel of like reaching out and asking for help or reaching out and saying like, hey, I'm stumped and here's where and thinking, having the audacity to think that people will be like, oh, well, you need to get your shit together. Like, oh, well, what are you asking me for? Uh-uh. No. If you run in the right circles and you have the right network and you do good work, I have made the invaluable mistake over and over again where I am so afraid to tell people that I'm stuck sometimes because I think they'll think less of me. When the reality is every time I've opened my mouth to say like, hey, your girl's struggling. Hey, I'm burned out. Hey, I'm trying to do this thing with my team and it ain't doing. How did you do this? I have gotten invaluable information, like information that people pay hundreds and thousands of dollars for in masterminds. You cannot receive without a closed fist. Like, I've gone as far now to where I'm like, I'm not afraid to tell my clients like, hey, I really want to work with this person. Do you know somebody there? 
And they're like, oh my God, yes. You know why? Because I do good work. Do good work and know you've got to open your mouth. People cannot read your mind. You cannot receive with a closed fist. So you have to ask, you have to stay connected, you have to keep your ear to the ground, and you have to be willing to use your words to get what you want. Last but not least, 12. One thing, I would say the thing I admire the most about this space that I'm in and the people that I get to work with is something that I'm still working on. And it is probably the thing that I am the absolute most empowered by. And it is that the people at a high level that I admire and am inspired by, they are, they are wildly certain on who they are. And because they're certain on who they are, they make quick decisions. They trust their intuition. They know who's right for them and who is not. They are open-minded. They're clear on what their values and their morals are and their positioning at all times. They know what is for them and what is not for them. This is something that I personally have struggled with for a while. Truth be told, your girl is easily persuaded from time to time. Like, And sometimes I still fall into the trap of seeking other people to tell me who I am or how I come across or what I look like. Like, it is something that I am learning to untrain and undo, but I fall for it every now and then. But the incredible humans that I get to work with, they are so fucking certain on who they are. It is, it's mind blowing. It's damn near like the most attractive and empowering thing that I have ever come across of like, I want to know myself so damn well that my decisions are simple, that I don't while I want counsel and I want advisors, I don't want to seek everyone to solidify things that I need to do in my life, in my business. There is something about the certainty of knowing who you are and where you're going, having insurmountable faith and trust in your journey that you don't need all the things you think you need. You don't need all the people you think you need. You are certain enough in where you stand you're so grounded. You don't need all that. You just trust and you have faith. I'm going to throw a little bonus on there because it's something I'm experiencing right now. Change is an invitation. If you're listening to this right now, when I think you are, we are all in the middle of what feels like a massive pivot. Everything is changing. There's new social media apps. The ones that we once relied on aren't as popular anymore. There's threats to shut certain ones down. Like things that we normally marketed our businesses on are not as prevalent anymore. Like the ways in which we were taught to market that that was the must do is no longer a thing. Like there are so many things that are changing. I just want you to know it's not the end. It's not the end. Like I remember the days when things like this would happen and I would be like, oh my God, this is the end. This is it. I had a good run. It's a wrap. Jessica, go get yourself a job. It's not the end. It's always, change is one inevitable. It is to always an opportunity to reinvent yourself, to rebrand yourself, to pivot. It's an invitation to just evolve. And most times 
something bigger and better and another opportunity. Like when crisis and chaos begins, it's usually at the forefront of change. And what we don't realize about change is like literally that gap in the middle, that thing in between is the perfect opportunity for us to recreate ourselves. Absolute perfect opportunity to say, okay, what I did worked. Where do I want to go now? What, let me, let me audit how much of my life is what I want it to be and how much is not. How far did I veer off from what I knew that I originally wanted? And how do I get closer to that? Well, now here's this gap. Here's this middle. Here's this unnecessary, uncomfortable, undesired change that is being required of me. How can I recreate, reinvent, rebrand, renew, pivot myself in a way that allows me to have more of the life I desired? I'll end with this. When I think about unnecessary change, a couple years ago, when I left a partnership, a long-term partnership I was in, I remember one of the hardest things for me to let go of was grieving the vision I had in myself and in, in my head for the family that I had. Like that was the only way. Like that was the only way your girl was gonna have peace, be loved, and like have the family I desired. Like that was it. That was the only vision I had. So anything outside of that felt like rejection, betrayal, it felt like hell but it was an invitation. It was an invitation to change everything about my life. The way that I saw myself, the way that I showed up in the world, the way that I had my impact, the way that I felt about myself, the way that I love myself, it gave me an opportunity to change everything. And this morning I was sitting on my balcony looking at the view and I was like, man, this is a piece that I didn't see coming. This is a level of peace that I didn't see coming. And the change that occurred in my life that shook me to my core really just led me to completely different level of peace, a different way to love myself, a different way to see myself, a different way for me to show up in the world. Like that change was so necessary. But at that time in my life, you couldn't tell me that. I, I had one way that I saw things and it was only supposed to be this way and this was the only way for things to be successful. That wasn't true. I've now recreated my success. I've recreated my peace. I've recreated my life and it's better than anything I could have ever conceptualized. So I hope this, this episode was helpful. I hope it was inspiring. I hope... Wherever you're at in your journey, business, professional, personal, this makes you realize that there is always another level. There's always a new devil. But change is inevitable. And it's a really beautiful invitation. And start dreaming about what it's going to look like when you do arrive. What are you going to do when you get there? How are you going to show up? How are you going to impact people? What are you going to do when you get to the places that you dream of? And how are you going to pull off on the side of the road, take a deep breath, take it all in, acknowledge the journey, and keep going? I'm sending you guys so much love. Thanks for listening to another episode of Rich in Real Life. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Y'all, that is another episode of Rich in Real Life. If this episode filled you the way it filled me, 
tag me while you are listening at Jessica Hurley underscore so I can say hello, share this with a friend or someone in your network who you know is in need. And please don't forget to write a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening platform because it helps us continue to spread the message. And if you want more from me, Rich in Real Life, or any of the other conscious creators that we work with inside Epic Media Network, head over to epic.co for more. Until then, I will catch y'all next week on another episode of Rich in Real Life.